Welcome to the Employee Lounge. I'm your host, Joe Kang, and today we'll be talking about 5G with our special guest, Nate Wetland. Nate, thank you for joining us today. Please tell our audience what you do for Arlington County and how long you've been here. Uh, I'm the Chief Business Technology Officer uh, for Department of Environmental Services. Uh, my primary focus is actually improving business and also uh, customer service for the county. Uh, and I've been with the county for over seven years. Awesome. So let's dive right into it. So what's 5G all about? Um, for those of us that aren't in the tech field, um, I assume this is related to what most of us see on our mobile phone screens. Uh, you know, on mine, I see that there's like a 4G LTE icon uh, when I'm not on Wi-Fi. Um, but yeah, give us a little background on what it is. So, so 5G is just the next version of cellular technology. And that's really what it is. It, Many years ago, in, in, in 2000, uh, they came out with 3G, and then um, in 2009, they came out with 4G. Now, this is just the next iteration. Okay. Each time they do it, um, the cellular carriers, Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, it's really just to, to, to try to speed up the network, um, get more devices connected, uh, and you know, just to try to make it so that you know, it's, it's, it's faster, more efficient for, for people. And, and just like everything else in 2000 to 2009 to 2019, the amount of devices over the, over the years for the cellular networks have grown. Mm -hmm. So they have to sort of grow with the devices and the things that are connected, um, which, which requires that sort of growth of that technology or that network. Okay. So if I were to kind of make an analogy of it, you know, especially in this area with mm -hmm. the population growing and the number of cars and vehicles on the road growing, we're having yeah. to expand like for example, like 66 that has been expanding yeah. over the few years just to accommodate more of that, uh, what do you want to call it? Yeah, it would, Travelers. <laughs> exactly, so so you'd think of uh, 3G as uh, maybe like a, a two lane road. Uh, four, okay. 4G would be a uh, four lane road and 5G would be a 10 lane road. Oh wow. Um, so so it's, it's not just, you know, two times, uh, but a lot of times it's 10 times or even 100 times faster. Oh, wow. Or uh, even a th even a thousand times more devices can connect. So when they when they grow, they're growing at the rate of things connecting, um, so that each one of these are sort of anticipating for that growth for the next ten years. So this is sort of the peak and the beginning of that growth expectation for the next next ten years. Awesome. So is five G already here in Arlington? Uh, yeah. It is here. Uh, it is in this area. It's in this region. It's in this. Uh, uh, it's on the east coast. It's on the west coast. It's it's in just about every continent uh, in, in the world. So it's 5G is actually being deployed out everywhere. Um, and there's there's very specific reasons why. Um, and and a lot of it has to do with that growth rate. Just like I was talking about a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. Uh, when you when you when you talked about things being connected, there's like the beginning and end of that growth rate. So when we go into 5G, you can have millions and millions of devices that can connect. In 4G, you can only have tens of thousands. Okay. So they're they're getting to a point that they're getting oversaturated. The carriers, so they have to sort of move to this to be able to grow into this many more devices. If not, people would drop calls or mm. they couldn't connect or you, you, you couldn't even do things on your on your phone to, to stream music, stream video, do anything. Yeah. So basically kind of like a data gridlock, kind of like that traffic analogy. Th again, think, right? think of a 10 lane freeway going down it to a two lane freeway. Oh wow. So that that's really what they're into, that's actually what's happening right now. Mm. So it's happening in Arlington, um, they're really having it where even though you have things where you may get a drop call 
or you may have something where it's like it seems like the data is slow. A lot of times it's because the, the tower that you're connecting to is oversaturated. Mm -hmm. And so it's not, it, 5G is not just bringing in to say, hey, everything's faster. They're actually completely changing the architecture. Mm -hmm. They're changing where these poles or these towers have to be placed. Instead of these massive macro towers, which you've seen driving down the freeway, they're like 200 feet tall, and they got these huge like car-sized like antennas attached mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. it. Um, you see them on like power poles, that kind of stuff. These are actually going to be on streetlights, and instead of it being one massive one that that actually connects, you know, a couple square miles, you're going to have one device that's going to connect a block. Okay. So it's really what it's doing is it's creating like this connectivity where you can have the same amount of bandwidth of those massive towers into these small streetlights. And so that that way, let's say you put it in an area where you have a ton of uh, high rises or very dense areas, metro stops, that kind of stuff. Uh, a good one is just about every ballpark now, uh, uh, football, basketball, baseball, all of them now have 5G antennas all over. Uh, just to be able to get that connectivity when they get that massive amount of people that come in for games. Oh, wow. Yeah, and they actually have small um, towers that they actually send out to like things like the Super Bowl and, and like uh, a lot of these massive events to be able to have that connectivity. But really, it's these small towers that are really the size of uh, a backpack. Um, mm -hmm. And they actually attach on street lights. And they basically can... can take care of thousands of people in that one small little block. So you have to place more of them out there to get that uh, connectivity. That's really exciting to hear. Yep. So since we have it here, um, and we like being first, <laughs> what other cities all also have been uh, receiving 5G? So we're not first. Oh, we're not, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not first. Now, now we, we, are, we are the first uh, county in the state of Virginia to start deploying out 5G in our public right away. Okay. Now, now there's some major benefits to that over it being attached to like a private building, or being attached to like a, um, some like a Dominion streetlight or mm -hmm. like a Verizon. And the reason why is because it, it sets the county up for the future. Um, and and how that how that works is that. Um, when you look at like a lot of these other locations, like the Atlantis and the San Jose's and the, mm -hmm. you know, all these others that are out there, and there's there's a lot. I would say there's probably about 25 other cities, um, okay. localities across the United States that have 5G now, um, and we're probably around probably the 20th, or the you know really on the lower end. But a lot of them, which is very different from Arlington, is that they don't own their own streetlights. And they don't own their own uh, like sort of uh, public right away in certain aspects of things. Uh, we do, and mm -hmm. so what we've done is there's there's sort of been a very long term strategic plan behind this. Okay. Uh, we know from an Arlington County perspective, one of the main things we want to do is provide better customer service, right? Right. And so how we do that is we sort of plan to get like connectivity out in the field. Let's say for example, somebody wants to know where a parking spot is at or know when uh, a service is going to happen in the county. A lot of times somebody has to do that either on an iPad, it's got to be a sensor out there mm -hmm. to be able to get some feedback. Uh, what we're doing is leveraging this sort of whole 5G deployment and we're attaching these sort of to our own county street lights okay. to be able to sort of design this whole thing so that we have this future for the county uh, to make this sort of connectivity to provide better service without having to have somebody in the field or uh, somebody someplace we can actually connect things and, and give feedback right away. Just like a like if somebody would want to know, um, hey, I got a water leak at my house or my water main broke. 
Um, somebody doesn't want to find out, you know, a month later uh, that they had a bill because of a main leak. They want to know out right away. So a lot of that stuff is to get that connectivity back, give that feedback to the customer, and you know, provide that better service of for the county. Awesome. And, yep. So we talked a little bit about the c connectivity. Um, so can you go into a little bit more specifics about what 5G can do for local businesses? Oh yeah, so 5G can help out local businesses in many, many different ways. And uh, the biggest way that it's really helping out local businesses, not just in Arlington, but it's actually throughout the United States, is it's being able to get closer to the customer, right? Um, a lot of times it has to do with either selling a product or being mobile to sell a product or going someplace or being someplace to be able to, 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 to sell something. Uh, a lot of times when you go, when somebody goes someplace, there's like, you know, um, transactions that are happening. Somebody's trying to, trying to sell something and they're trying to, you know, sh show something off with their business. 5G allows them to be able to have that connectivity and anywhere mm -hmm. um, and be able to do pretty much anything. Let's say somebody wanted to stream a live, right outside a food truck, a video of a band that's happening and stream it live online. With 4G, it'd be very hard to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. With 5G, you can do something like that, try to bring in people, try to bring in a stream. You can put it on like, possibly like, you know, TikTok or YouTube Live or something along those uh -huh. lines and try to get that information back from, from people to sort of join this, this kind of stuff. You know, and that's really what it's about is trying to give businesses tools to be able to draw in more customers to, and, and be able to go from there. And we, we actually just had a meeting with Amazon about this too. Oh, okay. Of like, what can we do to sort of help drive small business? And what can we do to help drive small and medium business in Arlington County? Awesome. And this is one of the tools that they're, they're looking to use. That's great. Yeah. Okay, so that was how 5G can help local businesses. Let's bring it back to us, the county employees. <laughs> yeah. What does 5G uh, help us out? How does it help us out? So this is one where, you know, we, we, we spend a lot of money on cellular connectivity. A mm. lot. And one of the things, and also we have, we're very reliant on the cellular carriers. Back in uh, when 9-11 happened, um, a lot of the cellular carriers dropped. And there was a lot of people trying to get communication, connectivity, mm. what's going on, what's happening. From a, from a public safety and a service aspect, that is one of the most critical things that we have. How, how do we get communications of... This pe these people to go here, um, this needs to happen, what's happening in this area, situational awareness, that kind of stuff. So one of the things that we're doing right now is we're sort of working with DTS to try to design that for the future for that connectivity. So that that way we have and we can build out something that we can use from a county. For one is that we don't have to be so reliant on a third party mm -hmm. and also so that we can also move towards having that connectivity for things in the field uh, where it doesn't cost us more. So it's really trying to trying to do multiple things at the same time. So how does it benefit the county? It's really we're trying to trying to plan for the future to reduce cost and also become a little bit less reliant um, on some of those facility carriers. Awesome. And it sounds like you're also going to be enhancing the speed in which information is shared and communication is enhanced yeah. through that as well. And it's like it's also trying to automate stuff. Like for example, if uh, if somebody puts in a request, hey, my street lights out, right? Uh -huh. um, you want also want that when somebody goes in the field, like, hey, somebody's working on it. You want that feedback to go directly back to the resident. Hey, someone's working on it. Mm -hmm. uh, we just finished the work order. Oh, it's completed. And then, hey, can you give us some feedback on that? All that create that as an automated fashion. Mm -hmm. um, so we don't have to have that continual like touch base and make that automation because 
that's what people sort of expect, expect nowadays. Right. They, they, they expect the Amazon style of communication. Your package is on Instant the way. Instant gratification. Yeah, your package is on the way. <laughs> Click. Hey, your package showed showed up. Here's a picture of it. So, um, and and that's what they're. That's what people in a, a lot of um, a lot of generations, not just younger generations, right. a lot of generations sort of expect now of service. And as a county, we are a service. That's what we do. Yes. Um, so really, it's it's that we're trying to get to that expectation that the customers, the businesses have, and the only way to do that is to get around connectivity, automation. And notification. We can't have a thing where a single person is going back to a single entity. That's you know, it's it's two hundred fifty thousand people. We have you know three thousand people, four thousand people employees for the county. You know that's that's not a good ratio. Right. Um, so so we have to sort of figure out how do we have tools, how do we have things in place to make that increase that customer service, but at the same time not put a burden on people that are actually doing daily tasks and, and other things. So trying to automate a lot of that. Awesome. So I think we've touched, we've gone into uh, this a little bit with the examples that you just shared in terms of what 5G can do for the residents of the county. Yeah, yeah. And to put it more into layman's terms, uh, I've heard 5G is faster than Wi-Fi. So can little, you talk about that a little bit too? It's, it's a little bit faster. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, it's about 20 times faster right now than Wi-Fi. Um, it can, it, you can get, uh, and uh, Nokia has done some uh, tests on it where they're actually getting 25 gigs a second. So th think of it this way, and, and I know that's a number that people may not understand. It would be around 200 times faster than your local, um, your, your internet at your house. Wow, um, 200 times faster. Yeah, and so it just really depends on what, like where you're at and what you're doing, but 5G has capabilities of becoming, it is, it will be, and already is a lot faster than Wi-Fi that, that's already readily available. Mm. Um, and and it's, it also sits on the same area of um, the same axis. Like for example, in a Starbucks, um, if you had 5G, because it's a dense area where Starbucks is at, you probably would get 5G there. Okay. So would you connect to 5G or would you connect to Starbucks Wi-Fi? The idea is from a lot of carriers is for you to connect to 5G, use their network, get that connectivity, that kind of stuff. So and so, it's it's a really big push to try to move in that in that direction. So, do you think then five G is going to be starting to be offered for private home use oh, yeah. as opposed to Wi Fi? Verizon's are going to start doing that. I think this fall, okay. um, they already ran a test uh, about two years ago. They gave uh, free uh, one gig internet uh, for a certain area down in Crystal City. Um, I don't know if it was like for a test period or those kinds of things, or they were just testing it out. Uh, but they uh, they basically you can create a just a little router that you you sit at your house like a wireless router you plug plug in just like you would uh, your 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 regular modem and um, you can get that connectivity and that speed right away um, and also on top of that if it's if it's on your phone uh, your phone can be that hotspot it can be in your car it can be wherever you go it can oh, be wow. at, at, at a coffee spot I mean whatever, whatever you want to do it's in your pocket okay so so that connectivity that mo mobility that connectivity is sort of the, the essence behind 5g it's it's to, to, to sort of cut the cut the cord uh, right. per se and and really get you sort of out there I mean what if you could you know do what you're doing at home let's say working on a paper or doing something like that in a park uh, mm -hmm. what if you can do it you know uh, uh, sitting in a in a you know a, a nice restaurant or something like that working on something so that's the idea is that you can do and get that connectivity pretty much anywhere you are just like you were sitting at home uh, actually 20 times faster than sitting at home wow 
Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, how do we know where we can get access to 5G in Arlington? Um, and how do we leverage it as a consumer? Yeah, so there's not, unfortunately, there's not a lot of areas. The, the focus of 5G is really dense areas. It's vertical, not horizontal. Mm. So it's things of like tall buildings and, and like Boston, Roslyn, Crystal City. Uh, Northern Arlington may or may not get 5G even in the next several years. Okay. Um, same with certain, certain places in Southern Arlington. It's just, it's really, think of it, tall towers, dense areas, dense populations. That's where the carriers are focusing on. A lot of these 5G deployments, which makes sense because 5G is actually very expensive to deploy. It's not cheap, mm. uh, but it is setting it up to sort of take that load off of the 4G and then sort of get a lot of those those individuals on that um, on that new faster network. Okay, so it'll eventually get rolled out in Arlington over the next few years in terms of the timeline. Yeah, and and it really it, it and unfortunately it may not ever. Get to certain areas right. in Arlington right. just because of the cost, um, because they there's a lot of things infrastructure they have to do and the carriers have to build out to, to make it there. So you know in the dense areas it's already here. Okay. Uh, we actually already have 5G here in the courthouse. Oh no! Um, it's on my phone right now. Um, and so uh, so there's a lot of a lot of places you know that you can go and you'll see 5G sort of pop up. Um, so it's it's really it's it's already here. Um, but it's it's only in, 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 in more dense areas. Yep. Dense areas. Yep. So you just mentioned it's on your phone already. So do you have to have a specific type of phone to be able to access the five G? Yeah. Networks? Yeah. So it's it's just it's like a lot of the older phones. It's um, they don't have the capabilities. It's like right now when you look at like a lot of the major manufacturers, Apple, Samsung. Nokia, that kind of stuff. They they didn't even start building that chip in till just recently, in the past uh, okay. two years. So they don't even have the technology to even connect to the five G. The newer phones do, but you have to have like sort of a newer phone. I think the iPhone XR is one that has it. Anything past that probably will. Okay. But you have to have a certain like level, which is like almost the newest phones out to be able to get that connectivity. All the older phones, you're just not going to be able to connect. Yeah, got it. All right. So, are there any concerns uh, that you've heard about installing 5G in Arlington? Yeah, I think I think one of the biggest concerns, and the thing that I think we're very focused on in Arlington, is is the health concerns. Uh, we had we had we had a couple board meetings and, and other things about people coming in about health concerns. I mean, I would I would say that there's you look in Germany and you look in Sweden, they have they have health concerns around 5G deployment. Their frequencies are a little different than ours, but. Um, you know, it's about, hey, there aren't, aren't enough studies done um, to really say it's good or it's bad. Mm. Um, mm. There's studies that say it's, it's, you know, plausible or possible that it could have bad outcomes or issues. Um, but like, right now with the FCC, they, you know, have made this statement, and that's really how it sort of works. We're local government, state government, federal government. FCC basically says right now, based on their guidelines, uh, 5G is not harmful, okay. um, and also based on their guidelines, we really can't prohibit um, deployment of 5G um, mm -hmm. or even cellular, uh, based on on health concerns. But we are we are very aware. So what we've done is because we have this 5G coming in our public right away, we're doing things of like requiring that if a vendor does not comply with FCC, we can just shut them down mm -hmm. or remove okay. them 
we're also requiring that because they're in our right away we have the control of saying listen you must give us sort of uh, a, a good bill of health that you guys are following what you need to do and you're not you're not doing something that can harm our citizens so being in our public wide right away we get a little bit more control on a, on a private property uh, we really don't have any say, unfortunately. Mm, okay. um, so, uh, so being in our public right away, we're actually able to protect citizens better because we have more control. So it's it's actually better for us to put them on our streetlights, put them in our public right away, because that's where the carriers want to be too. They want to be on the streetlights. So, so it's sort of a win-win there, where we can say we can be sort of the uh, the gavel, I guess, right. uh, of saying you must comply, and but at the same time, you know, we're uh, um, that's where they want to be. So it's, so it works out for both entities. Awesome. Sounds like we're being good and proactive about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. First, first in Virginia to do it. Yeah, absolutely. We like them first. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, so we talked a little bit about this earlier um, in terms of when 3G, 4G, etc. were being launched, and it seemed yeah. like that there kind of was a pattern there. There is. Um, so, <laughs> not looking too far into the future, but when do you think 6G is going to arrive? It's it's about every ten years. Okay. So how it works is is uh, in two thousand they released around two thousand they released three uh, G, in uh, in two thousand nine two thousand ten it was four G, uh, it's twenty nineteen we have five G. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can estimate you know six Gs in twenty twenty nine seven G twenty thirty nine eight G and so on. And that's probably how it's going to trend. That's how it's been trending. That could change. Who knows? But right. but I think that's that has to do with with you know um, deployments of chips and cost of production and cost of phones and cost of you know the infrastructure. That I think that that's sort of the the acceptable rotation mm-hmm. for the cellular carriers and the and the phone carriers and everybody else to say, okay, it's time to refresh. Got right. It. So these things are you think of a phone, right? Every year Apple releases a new phone. Yep. Every mm-hmm. ten years the cellular carriers re- release a new network. Um, and that's, I think, sort of how they're, how they're going to do that. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So where can listeners find more information on this topic if they want to do deeper research? Uh, in the notes below this blog. I don't <laughs> so, so uh, no, I, I, I think Arlington, uh, we, we, we've really tried, um, we've really tried to, to have a lot of information on the Arlington website. Um, obviously, you can Google anything to do with like small wireless facility Arlington County. There's a there's several blogs that, that are sort of out there already okay. um, that you can listen to, and it's it's fair, fair, fairly similar in, in content. This is a little bit more in depth of for Arlington County, right? Right. Um, but there's there's a lot of things that we've tried to publicly post. Um, there's there's also information for for the uh, board report that we've put out, and there's also a few videos that we put out about this as well. Um, you know, trying to give as much information about what we're trying to do, the intent behind it, and, and how does it benefit, you know, people and residents and, and, you know, employees for the county. Awesome. So, yeah, we'll definitely have the uh, links Nate mentioned there um, on the description when we uh, end up publishing this podcast. Nate, this was fun and very informative. Thanks for taking the time to explain to all the listeners out there what 5G is all about. Absolutely. Thanks, Joe. Thank you for tuning into the Employee Lounge. We hope you enjoy this podcast and that you'll join us again for our next episode. Please remember to subscribe and listen to new and archived episodes at any time on your mobile devices. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and SoundCloud by searching for Arlington County Government Employee Lounge. Please help us get the word out by sharing this podcast with your boss, your team, and fellow county employees. Until next time, stay sharp.